Hi, and welcome to New Earth Era, the podcast. My name is Julie, and I'm the host of today. And our first guest will be Martin Schmalfrid. Martin is an entrepreneur, political scientist, spiritual thinker, author, and music composer. After a spiritual awakening in 2018, he set up a blog, YouTube channel, and a website to share his newly guided insights with the world and help humanity transition from one worldview to another. Welcome, Martin. All right. Uh, so I was wondering if you could start telling us about the, your awakening experience. How did you uh, go through your spiritual awakening? Yeah, so basically the, the genesis is um, I'm working in a, in a social NGO, a European social NGO, defending like the public interest, basically, which is quite broad. Uh, at the European level, and that, I've been doing that now for over 13 years. And my topics were mostly like digitalization and finance. And the more I sort of delved into finance and economics, I was just thinking, how can this still be holding together? <laughs> yeah. How come we don't have another crisis? Uh, how come this is? I mean, and and yeah. you know, when you look at all the problems in the world, uh, whether it's mm-hmm. um, uh, climate change and, and all these crises, financial crisis, 2008, what the central banks are doing, what the governments yeah. are doing. You just, I, I was basically more in like an, in a more like a survivalist kind of mentality. Yeah. Um, I was, I was saying to my friends, like, we should buy, you know, pieces of land where we're just going to farm it and learn how to hunt with bows and arrows to defend ourselves. And yeah. I was, I was stockpiling, yeah, I was stockpiling pasta and, and water in my basement. Just a really like, I was freaking out. And then uh, my daughter was born and, and um, in 2017. <clears throat> and that was kind of like the, 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 the thing that made me flip. Because when you're scared for your own survival, that's one thing. When you're scared for the survival of your family and stuff, I was just yeah. so deep into fear um that i was kind of seeking something seeking Mm -hmm. something like just give me some hope give me something to to grab on to yeah because i'm losing it (laughs) kind of um and so i was beginning to look at videos one after the other about plenty of topics whether it's finance climate change psychology Mm -hmm. philosophy Um, And in the end, I landed on this this video from Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris, and um, I I was um, very interested in in what they were saying at the time. And they had a debate about the concept of truth. What is the truth? That was kind of funny question for me. And um, I also sort of asked myself, okay, what is the truth? What is what is all this about? (laughs) Why are we here? You know, but in a kind of an open ended way. Yeah. And so, you know, in the Bible, it says, like, uh, if you ask, you'll, you'll receive answers and, and things like that. And uh, ask and you shall receive, as, as it says. So I asked and then I received. So for in, in January, it started uh, like in end of December, it already started. But then in the beginning of January 2018, um, I just couldn't sleep anymore. And I had ideas that was like pop into my head randomly coming out like of Like download? You would say, yeah. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it was just an idea that was there. And typically when you have ideas, you can usually 
um, link them to something that you've read in the past, something mm. that's something, like, you know, it's like you make links and, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. and here it was something that made no sense. That had no, yeah. yeah, I had absolutely no idea where all of this information came from. Mm-hmm. So I started writing it down and I didn't sleep for about two weeks or hardly <laughs> slept, like an hour, an hour a night or something. Um, I went from being an atheist, materialist, uh, you know, Big Bang, linear time, you know, cause and effect, rational, blah, 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 person. Did you grow up in an atheist family community or was it more like that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no. Rather atheist uh, or actually agnostic. Like they weren't really into this religion thing at all. They just say, we don't know. But still, I mean, the context that I was raised in was purely materialist science, rational, rationality, and all that stuff. Um, And then suddenly, in in, in two weeks' time, I suddenly started believing in God, and (laughs) it's just a radical, (laughs) radical shift. Yeah, Yeah, and I just wasn't prepared for it, because I had no, nothing, no knowledge, no knowledge of spirituality. Like, I hadn't, at that point, I hadn't opened a single book about spirituality in my whole life Mm. um and so it was completely scary and frightening and um i mean the the way i was seeing is i I was seeing like i'm the only person awake in this whole planet and everybody else is asleep (laughs) feeling like you're the only Mm -hmm. one that sort of gets things and people think you're crazy and you know you're not crazy but everybody (laughs) but my my wife started freaking out a bit and um, in the end, she did. She did drive me to the psychiatric emergency unit of a hospital because I okay. did, I was starting to, to lose it completely. Yeah. Uh, I was saying that was like the re- reincarnation of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, wild. It was wild. But initial uh, point, awakening can be very, very uh, ungrounded. You know, it can be. Oh yeah. You get lost in this very, very space. You know. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. That is exactly what I experienced. I was completely lost in infinity. (laughs) Absolutely, (laughs) and I had I had very poor grounding to 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 start with. That was I was very much in my head, not too much Mm. in like the matter and 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 doing things physically. So it was very hard for me. And so they just gave me like I acted crazy for like two hours there, uh, saying (laughs) the end of the world is coming, and you know I don't know what. drawing like weird things on paper saying this is the truth and it will save you and whatever (laughs) Uh, ultimately just gave me like two sleeping pills and I slept for like 18 hours straight and then uh when I woke up you know then like the synchronicity started I didn't know what a synchronicity was at the time but basically my wife okay you need to see a psychologist so I went to see a psychologist told her everything she gave me this book which was about spirituality, never okay. read about it. And I was like, I read this and I'm like, oh, this makes so much sense. This yes. is exactly what I you know. Experience. And then one Amazing. thing led to another, you know, it's like these, yeah. um, you know, like I read that book and I went to see that guy and he was like more of a clairvoyant and, okay. uh, you know, then he set me on another path and I, and I, I discovered like YouTube channels about spirituality. I read plenty yeah. of books. I read the whole Dol- Dolores Cannon series, the whole, yeah. um, uh what is it um neil donald walsh um mm. uh, you know the, the with, the, god. with god yeah conversations with god yeah. series yeah. all of it just to like yeah. kind of structure 
and yeah. give a sense and a meaning and like a structure to what I was experiencing yeah. because I had nothing. Also like a validation <laughs> to uh, that kind. what I'm going through is actually real, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. But uh, it all felt like very much like one big synchronicity, one after the other. And then it yeah. was just like this kind of landing where you sort of settle into yeah. your new mm. sets of beliefs, you know? And, yeah, and ultimately, yeah. it's, ultimately it's, it's not unlike someone that went from believing in monotheism in the 15th century mm. to suddenly discovering science, you know? Because mm -hmm. when you discover a new paradigm, you have no idea what's possible, mm. what's not, what's yeah. real, what's not. And, and they have so many wild theories around, like, uh, you know, when you read like Jules Verne or some of these, you know, early science mm. fiction uh, novels, yes. you have no idea what, you know, what's what's possible, what's not possible. Mm. And, you know, it takes time for to stabilize. So yes. reading was was really a big part of that stabilization. Yes. So that that was kind of my awakening story. Um, and, and funnily enough, what's what's funny is that um, then after a couple of months, my wife sort of admitted um actually i was always talking to trees and spirits since i'm a girl ah. but because i was the only one everybody thought i was crazy <laughs> so i didn't talk, talk to anyone about this yeah. and i'm like wow <laughs> isn't this isn't this yeah. like destiny or something that like right. that, that we would yeah like that yeah. i would i would be the one that sort of opened her up as well Exactly. to sort of saying okay i'm accepting i'm accepting mm -hmm. this these new perceptions and stuff yes. now i don't i don't have that kind of perceptions i just have ideas mm -hmm. random ideas yeah. that, that come to me come naturally to you in the way it comes to you yeah yeah that's and, also something and, i'm learning and, that is uh, so like every journey is uh, unique to every person it's not one way for everyone yeah. right yeah yeah exactly and, and, and like I, I totally get why because my wife for instance she has she, she can talk to spirits whenever she wants to but she has this mm. kind of normal relationship with that it's not like yeah. she would absolutely spend days and days meditating and channeling yeah. and whatnot uh it's like mm. you know when you when you see a, a cat in the street you don't go like chasing after it and like tell me everything and <laughs> yeah. uh, but i would be i would be like that i would be like mm -hmm. that which is so so from my perceptions is very limited and that's very good for me yeah. Because otherwise I'd get lost in this and, and completely, you know, forget about my own life and what I'm doing exactly. here. And so yeah. it's really, it's tailor-made for everyone. So, so sometimes I'm frustrated, like, oh, I also want to channel. I also want to do yeah. this and that. But then again, you you remember that it's really tailor-made for you, for mm. who you are, for, exactly. you know, your, your own. Sort of, and if you have these and blocks, don't try right. to force them. Exactly. Yeah. Because sometimes you would get lost or you would like, exactly disembody and be gone you know <laughs> yeah right yeah letting go of that being spiritual yeah. in a specific way also and exactly. like that is exactly. not that is more the ego <clears throat> coming in right and trying to yeah project itself yeah yeah and try to oh, find your very, own path sort of yeah yeah it's a very strong uh, awakening experience <laughs> even with the mental hospital yeah. oh for sure yeah, for sure wow. <laughs> interesting <laughs> yeah. it's awesome yeah. and uh what do you think helped you if I can call it like ground yourself, like um, anchor your level, your new level of consciousness into your current life. Like what, is, is there anything you did or any realizations you had or it's more like a gradual natural process for you or how was it? It was more of a gradual process, I guess. You know, sometimes it's, it's like any with anything new, 
Um, mm. You can get completely obsessed with it. You know, it can be anything. Like, for instance, you know, you discover World of Warcraft and you spend mm. your days, entire days, just playing it all the time. Mm. And for me, that was like the case. I was thinking about these existential questions and trying to get answers about yeah. nonlinear time, simultaneity, yeah. and how time works, how everything works, how souls and mm. all that stuff. I had so many questions. Yeah. And ultimately, the more like you get certain answers, then it's sort of you, you calm down and you 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 return sort of to your human existence. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's this realization that what we're doing here is not necessarily less spiritual than uh, you know becoming an angel or something. Exactly. Um, yeah. That this this life does have a specific purpose to it. That the three D and this material reality mm. is is there for a reason. Yeah. Um, and just sort of understanding what your role is in all of that, you know, like mm. that, that's, you know, that's really the difficult part because you, yeah. you have your spiritual awakening. Then you think you're kind of a messiah. You have to wake everybody up. But that's not necessarily what you're called mm. to do. I mean, maybe some people, <laughs> yes, but it was not, that was not my case. Um, and then see how you can integrate that spirituality in your, in your mm. life, your daily Exactly. And that's something I still yeah. have troubles with. Like I, I have yeah. answers to the big questions, like mm. why are we here? What's the deeper meaning? Where is humanity going as a collective? Yes. But it's still hard for me to know. Okay, but what is mm. my specific yes. role in that? And yeah. ultimately, sometimes you just have to accept that it's just a journey of discovery, of self-discovery, and that's the way it is. And mm -hmm. maybe I won't have like a different answer, like my life's mm. mission is to become this or that but no maybe it's just un unfolding you know you're just yeah. discovering every every year and i see it like looking back four years ago there's so many things that changed in my life that i would never have foreseen mm. and maybe it's the way it's supposed to be maybe it's yeah. not about like finding your life's mission and then just you know yeah. working at it for 40 years like a career right. in a company yeah. or something you know and we can get very like wrapped up in our heads about like oh what's my mm. purpose what's my mission and then we lo lose yeah. touch with the present moment and all the organic intuitive guidance that come through us right now right so Absolutely. Uh, yeah so you Absolutely. tapped into where humanity is going and uh, the collective um, awakening and i was wondering if you could share more um, more your perspective on what's <clears> going on What's the purpose of planet Earth or what's, where are we heading as humanity now? Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's hard to sum up, of course, in a few minutes. And, and for those yes. that are really interested, I have a YouTube channel uh, on, on YouTube. It's marma.developer, Marma Developer. Uh, yeah. where I, I discuss these things for hours on end. So Okay, but, but I'll make sure to link. Just, yeah, exactly. But uh, thanks. But um, like... Basically, it's, it's about um, the, to sum up, like the main purpose is to um, sort of serve as, as a, a bridge for consciousness to grow through different forms, you know, like, for instance, mm -hmm. consciousness as a cell. And then when that cell becomes part of a global organism, then the consciousness can mm -hmm. grow into that, that organism, like you, yes. you, your, your body is conscious. And then so it's when merging, ultimately, mean? yeah, it's like merging. merging it's, it's, it's like the consciousness is growing with the form. Okay. So, yes. um, you know, like you have this unicellular organisms, they arrange into pluricellular organisms, and those multicellular organisms can then host 
um, a much wider portion of the universal consciousness, if you will, yeah. and have a much richer experience. Mm. Um, and if you look at, if you think of each human as being like one cell in a global collective organism, then that would allow the, the, um, a new kind of consciousness to emerge, which is a planetary consciousness, um, which would experience reality in a completely novel and, and uh, amazing way, which which many people call five five dimensionality or five dimensions or whatever five D. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's just about consciousness doing the opposite route, like you know, like you went from infinity and you channeled down into like you structured yourself downwards towards tiniest little things like atoms and things like that and then you mm -hmm. bring consciousness back up through the experience of you know the universe experiencing itself mm -hmm. and that that consciousness sort of envelops a larger and larger part of itself until it returns to the whole so yeah. you know imagine if if in you know like three or four or five hundred years humanity which has become a collective consciousness aware of itself and you know mm -hmm. behaving like a collective organism then meets you know extraterrestrial civilizations mm. and stuff and they can sort of merge yeah, and and, uh, and and create yeah. yeah that would create create something like a solar system becoming conscious and then yeah. solar systems with other solar systems becoming conscious that would create a yeah. sort of a conscious galaxy and then conscious galaxies together would become a conscious universe or cluster mm. of galaxies and and imagine the universe becoming conscious of itself through the yeah. experience you know like really mm. going from the ground up knowing yeah. itself through the experience. So that's what we're doing. We're just basically um, um, bringing this consciousness upwards, you know, lifting mm. this consciousness upwards uh, so that it can envelop the entire universe at some point, billions mm. and billions of years into the future. Wow. Um, but so, you know, what, what, what really helped me sort of to settle down is that um, this, this um, knowing that all the answers lie within, that there's nothing yeah. that you need to know outside of yourself. Mm. Um, yeah. And, you know, because when, when you have, um, like, to, to understand basically how we've been programmed and what we're doing on the outside, it's just a reflection of how we function on the inside, how we're programmed on the inside. And just like, you know, we have DNA, which is information that is in the cell, mm -hmm. um, determines how it, how it sort of, you know, interacts on the outside, how it forms your, your body, for instance. Um, same applies to us, like the, the way that our own body works, the organs, you know, the different parts of our body, and also the experience of how we grew in our mother's womb. Those two informations are sufficient to explain everything for yeah. what, what we've done on this planet, whether, you know, the, the way we set up the financial system, the internet being our nervous system, all of these things are just forms that we manifest on the outside from something inside. that's programmed. Yes. Mm -hmm. But in an unconscious way that is we're not yeah. conscious that we're doing this and that's mm -hmm. why we're doing it in a way that might be dualistic or problematic you see yeah like for instance i'll give you an example like um the placenta is an organ well the baby and the placenta in the wombs are one global organism they're they're basically linked so they're one global mm -hmm. organism the placenta serves as the mediator between the mother's resources and the baby now, the governments, banks, all these big centralized institutions are kind of like the placenta. The, the human beings that are in those organisms are serving that purpose. They are the mediators between the resources of this planet and the people. Mm -hmm. And you have to go through them in order to access the resources. Like you cannot yeah. just, you know, 
live off the land or whatever, you know, they have to go through governments, you have to go do the paperwork, mm. you have to apply, you have to buy, you have to, you know, have, hold a property title, pay your taxes and all that stuff. Um, but the placenta doesn't doesn't know what it means to be corrupt mm. or to mm. be dictatorship. It just it yeah. just serves its purpose, its biological purpose, which is, you know, filter the, the resources through so that the, the, the baby can grow. And that's mm. all it does. But then when you add the humans on top of that, we create mm -hmm. concepts and ideas and we are in this duality which we add on top of this sort of template or information mm -hmm. and so then you can be a government which allows your population to thrive or you can be yeah. a terrible dictator which which terrorizes your population and tries to control them because yeah. ultimately the placenta as an organ has life and life and death power over the baby i mean if it just mm -hmm. said okay i'm not transferring any more resources <laughs> that's it yeah. the baby dies <laughs> yeah it would never do that. It would never <laughs> think about doing it. But exactly. when we go to the human level, we just add yeah. all kinds of ideas and, and concepts on top of mm. something that is yes. a template mm. and dictates how we, we do this unconsciously. And if you look at yes. the global history, the longer history, you can see that that's what the placenta basically has done, the banks and all that stuff. Mm. We, they have managed like grow humanity exponentially to the point where now everybody is aware of everybody else where we mm. know we're on the same planet, we know of all the continents, we know of, we know of <clears throat> each other's existence, where just 2,000 years ago, somebody that was living in France had no idea about somebody living in China and, or in America, mm. or, you know. So it was like different organs not working together, not being aware mm. of each other, you see? Yeah. So you're saying that, uh, you mentioned that we're becoming like more one organism. And you yeah. think that's, reflected in our technology that we're so connected like as an external manifestation of that or yeah yeah so basically that's a very important distinction is distinguishing the form and what's underneath the form exactly. so because yeah because we have um for the predominant paradigm and belief system uh is materialist science then um the way that we're connected is going to manifest as physical cables running around the world or, you know, satellites and all that stuff. Um, but if we had different sets of beliefs, it could have been telepathy. It could have been anything else. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> it's just that you, you have to give um, something a form in order to experience it. it, it it's as yeah. simple as that. Um, and it's not that it's bad or good because some people would say, you know, oh, scratch the internet and 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 uh, away with science because mm. you know it's so limiting and 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 we should be all communicating in, with telepathy, yeah. but all of those things are also um, tailor made for mm. humanity, and that's something that also takes a while to accept. That yeah. basically the belief in material science is the perfect kind of paradigm for allowing a global organism made up of seven billion humanoid beings mm. to link up together and form something coherent yeah. because if you have seven billion beings that are not at a very high level of consciousness which have beliefs in evil spirits like you know and, and spirits and natural and, and all of that stuff and do shamanic practices then don't forget that everything is a duality so uh, until you're not like at a certain level of consciousness so this means that mm. Sure, you would have tribes that would communicate positively with uh, spirits, but you would have tribes also or people, groups of people that could meditate and call bad spirits to, you know, go and attack another tribe or something like that. Mm. Imagine if 
imagine um, that, well, of course, you know, like the, the power of an organism depends on the number of people in the network. So if you look at a, an insect, for instance, that it, like, you can think about it as a network of a number of cells. Mm. You transpose the power of a certain network to another network, it may not be very uh, harmonious. Like for instance, an ant can lift up to 50 times its weight. Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. Now imagine if you transpose that power to your level as a human, every mm. single human could lift up to 50 times its weight. How quickly do you think this reality would plunge into chaos? <laughs> How quickly do you get a mess of this reality? And so when you have tribes of, say, uh, a few hundred Indians that are like in, in, in America, for instance, you know, dealing with spirits of nature and a sh shaman doing these ritual dances and stuff. And sometimes they're doing it in a positive way. Sometimes they're doing some rituals to, to, to you know, to, you know, like sort of uh, put evil spells on a, on, a, on a competing tribe. When you have that number of humans, that's okay, actually. Their creation, their, their creation is not going to like really if affect reality in a dramatic way. Just like mm -hmm. an ant, you know, is not going to affect reality in the same way as a human. But imagine if a whole country like the United States mm. in, in sync with that kind of belief would sort of meditate and say, we, uh, you know, want to send a spirit to completely annihilate and kill every single, you know, Russian or Chinese or whatever, who their mm. rival is at the moment. Mm. That, that would actually have been possible with that mm. set of beliefs. Yeah. And that would mean destruction for humanity. Yeah. And so science is actually the perfect paradigm for limiting our, our influence and our power over reality until you reach a certain level of consciousness. Because if you want to go to war with a country, yeah. through the science paradigm, you have to train people. They have to go to university. Mm -hmm. They have to become engineers. You have to open factories. You have to, you know, um, you know transform to have this whole industry to transform raw materials into weapons and mm. it's a very very long and tedious process mm. as opposed to just praying and mm. manifesting something like you know yeah. a, an ethereal or something like sending bad so we will get more so we will get more access to more like metaphysical power mental power when we ascend which will mean that we are becoming more like one being again right yes so exactly. then we will so yeah. so it's, it's that of course and you always have so you always have this duality so in science you can use a science to create a nuclear power plant or a nuclear warhead hmm. and you see once you've mastered sort of that balance where you you know sort of understand that and you use all that knowledge responsibly and once people understand that they're part of a global organism and act accordingly then of mm -hmm. course then those kind of yeah. limits can be pushed beyond, yeah. you know. And I, I was I was always reflecting on what that could what form that mm. could take, but ultimately that's that's very premature. Mm. Um, yeah. because it could be, you know, via like Star Trek like technology where you just understand mm. so much of science that you can materialize, you know, whatever you want. Mm. Um, yeah. and, and you see we're heading down that direction with 3D printing already. Yeah. Um, but you can see also like for instance, augmented reality. A very interesting technology like imagine if people that have a higher sort of consciousness or awareness 
can put on this artificial intelligence, uh, artificial reality, uh, no, mm. sorry, augmented reality glasses yeah. and like focus their attention on mm -hmm. that object, which is only virtual yeah. and actually make it materialize mm -hmm. itself, you see? Manipulate it. And, and the thing yeah, is, yeah, yeah the, the thing is, it, it's, it's always very difficult um, to give a form to these things because it's almost yeah. like your, your, the cells of your body trying to understand how you could get from one point of the planet to another point in a few mm -hmm. hours. And we call that an airplane. And to us, it makes sense as humans. But to your cells, it's something magical, honestly. Mm. Because if you think of unicellular organisms in a swamp, I mean, how could they explain for them to travel from one swamp to another swamp, <laughs> you know, on the other side of the planet is equivalent to us traveling from this solar system to, you know, another yeah. star in the yeah. galaxy um, mm. in terms of, you know, the distance. And so, like, try to, to explain to a cell of your body what an airplane is. I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it, doesn't, it doesn't even have to worry about that uh, in, mm. in, in any ways, in any case, because you're, it's your global consciousness, your awareness as a human that is mm. uh, in charge of your body that has to take care of that. They don't have to deal with yeah. that. To them, it's mm. just natural. It's just something that's part of their experience. Mm. And to us, I mean, it's not going to be the same kind of thing, but... All the people that are afraid of an artificial intelligence singularity that sort of becomes self-aware and, and, and controls all of humanity, like micromanages us, you know, and enslaves mm. us. Um, that is, You're not worried about that? Well, no, because it, it's basically just a bad interpretation of how we would perceive the, the relationship between our own consciousness in our body and the rest of our body. Like, mm. because most people are stuck in this belief of the intelligence in their body is just in their brain. Mm -hmm. And they unconsciously view their brain as kind of the dictator, which sends electroshocks into yeah. your whole body to sort of you know, mm. move yourself in place. Like if they were little slaves that were obeying yeah. your every whim, you know, like ah, now you're like arm, a you control this, management hierarchy yeah. system, right? Exactly. Yeah. And because we view that, that relationship as like going in one direction only and ourselves as being sort of enslaved, like a slaves mm. that are obeying our will as a global consciousness, then un like it's 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 inevitable that we manifest those beliefs on the outside you see yeah. um <clears throat> to experience them and to see if if we're still okay with holding those beliefs you see mm, yeah. uh, and so if you change the perception of how your body works if you understand mm. that it's actually more like a sort of a co co um codependence Corroboration, exactly, where the cells, they give you feedback every time. Like mm. when, you, when you sting your finger, you put it on a hot stove, you receive yes. pain signals, which completely transform your brain, of course, which shape mm. your brain into behaving in a way where you're going to take better care of, your, of that global organism in the future. And so it's okay. like, it's, it's really a symbiotic relationship. Mm. Um, that's the first thing to understand is that yeah. ultimately, you know, like what we're doing with our social media, you know, saying, ah, this really bugs me or this really uh, annoys me. It's kind of like one of your cells saying, um, you know, I have back pain or this is painful or and yeah. I, I don't like this, you know, mm. informing a, a global co collective organism about, okay, mm. let's try and change things so that uh, mm. you feel more comfortable. You know, when you have back pain, you're trying to find a more comfortable position <laughs> in your chair. And so yeah. who's the boss? Are you the boss mm. or are your, is your back the boss? You know, mm. saying, I, I have back yeah. pain, please move, you know? Yeah. Um, the body is intelligent so, and it's, yeah. 
and that intelligence is is in your entire body. So the, now we know, for instance, that we have neurons in our heart, we have neurons in our guts, yeah. but also you know that when you when you break your leg, um, it, it's not like your brain is sending you know instructions on how the bone should heal and mend together. Mm. It's something that's inherently like the intelligence is there. It's in your it's in mm. your leg. It's not in your yeah. brain. And so changing our beliefs um, will change the experience we have on the outside. But, but what I mean about this, this, this singularity in artificial intelligence is that it's taking that form because it's the only way that we can right now with the global sort of understanding and, and uh, that we have about reality and the fact that science is the, the predominant way of looking at reality, it's the only form that we could give to a consciousness that would emerge from 7 billion brains being mm. like one neuron, you know, so to speak. Yeah. So you have been working on a project called Collective Stewardship, right? Yeah. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so, so basically I'll put it into context. So um, after you realize that you're part of a global collective organism, then it's about, mm. okay, how do you actually act on that knowledge in a conscious way and, and tr like sort of manifest that on the outside, in the outside mm. reality? And I've been like looking at, so if the financial system is our circulatory system, how can we make it so that it, that it, um, <clears throat> that it works in the same way as our own circulatory system? That is a kind of distribution of energy to all of the body um, in a universal kind of way, you know, like um, uh, sort of unconditional love that your body has for each part of your body. So every single cell receives the amount of energy it needs and requires to grow and, and to thrive and to, to be able to do what it's supposed to do. If, you, if your skin cells, for instance, don't receive the amount of oxygen they need to carry out their function and the nutrients and all of that stuff, then you start having, you know, peeled skin, dead skin, all kinds of issues and problems. And the same for every single one of your organisms. Um, and it's also nothing that you, you as a human... Um, can can understand in terms of you know like you have all this debate about uh, you know communism for instance is one extreme where you know we, we try to determine what the need of each human is and standardize it and capitalism is another extreme where we just say okay so like leave it to the market and maybe some people are useless and they should go die under a bridge and maybe other people can become multi-billionaires mm. and that's fine and there's like a middle ground between those two mechanisms where mm. um when you when you and, and when you understand that intuitively, like for instance, when you start running, energy focuses into our legs uh, mm. to support that activity, and then when you stop running, then energy is diverted elsewhere as you do other things. If you start mm. thinking, then it goes to your brain, and and all that happens seamlessly. How do you replicate that on the outside? And of course, mm. that is a very difficult thing to do. And so it's about trying to find which way sort of you can attack that and try to replicate this kind of unconditional love mechanism. Uh, and decentralized, like almost spontaneous or magical kind of way that your body functions, distribute, distributes uh, resources and allocates resources is very, very fascinating, mm. actually, how mm. it works. And trying to replicate that sort of collective decentralized global intelligence on the outside. Okay. And so, <clears throat> but the thing is, the financial system, I think, is not at that point where we can make that switch yet, because, you know, uh, it will take a, a couple of more years. So what was the first thing that I could try to think of that we can already work on right now to try to manifest that co collective global intelligence? Mm. And uh, then came an idea, which was that humans really, what, what we really need right now is a new way to sort of collectively 
manifest together to have that experience of mm. thousands of people getting together and co-creating something now crowdfunding is one great example of how that yep. can work um, and it has worked really successfully like you have people that are saying this is an idea i want to bring to the world i don't have the funds if you like it please support me and it's amazing the innovations that we've seen through crowdfunding mm. um ultimately like, ironically for instance the oculus uh, quest that is now like um, that is in the hands of facebook started as a, as, as a crowdfunding uh, initiative yeah. that vr the vr headset you know and there's so many other examples of like crowdfunding crowdfunded mm -hmm. technologies where have made it yep. into the mainstream and might not have made it into ma mainstream without that kind of uh, system yep. and so but but I wanted to, to try and find some way to do it like more locally, like locally for people to make the link between creating something tangible and physical in their own vicinity, like their their city mm. or something. Um, and right now there there was like there only exists like two main types, like either either land is private, quote unquote, so it's in the hands of someone, someone retains its property title. Um, and, the, and and you can create like even like a cooperatives where that property is distributed among among a certain number of people but it's still private property mm. and so those people are in charge and decide what you do with a piece of land like if they want to open it up to the public they can if they want to close it they can if you want to put a fence around it they can or it's public land and then it's in the hands of the government or the local government you know and they if they want to build something there they can do it but it's really in their hands. And of course, then citizens can try to petition and try to put pressure. And But you know how it is with local governments. I mean, they're always short of cash and things take a lot of time mm. and everything is very slow, political. And eventually yeah. when things do get done, it might not correspond to what the people expected. Mm. And you have so many so many things like politics in there. And yeah. and so it's, it's, it's really, it's a frustrating way of... of, of um, of manifesting together because mm. you're doing it through a body which is supposed to represent you but the, the, the kind of link mm. between voting and what what people mm. do with with your vote once they're in power is kind of more and more kind of disconnected you see yeah. uh even though you have to it, it's true that there are many um many local governments that are trying to revive uh democracy but i find that even that is uh, reaches certain number of limits so what my idea was is to is to um, create a new kind of ownership of the land where you would have a, a sort of a corporation, if you will, that buys the land and is, it owns the land titles, but can do can not can do nothing with the land. Basically, it, it gives all of the usufruct or the way that you can like do things on the land. It gives that away to people. So if you have a town with ten thousand people. That corporation buys the land and then gives 10,000 tokens or way of voting or whatever rights, mm. you know, to vote on what to do on that land to the mm. people unconditionally. They don't have to pay anything. It's just that piece of land is in your town. Mm. You live in that town. You can do whatever you want on that piece of land. It's yours to use. Mm. And the corporation cannot sell the land. It only holds the, the property, but it can do nothing with it, basically. Mm. It has no power. Only the people, if they decide that they, they're not interested and they want to resell it, then, you know, the, the corporation then has a permission to put it back on the market for sale. Um, mm. What would be you know, the incentive for the corporations to, to do this? Is it like yeah, so basically, or... the, 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 yeah, so the, the initial idea behind it was to raise money through an ICO. Like imagine you collect, uh, you know, 100 million 
euros worth of Ethereum, for instance, um, then you distribute like tokens that are equivalent to an ownership of that huge, you know, pile of money to the people that invested, like in, in, in the form of an NFT or something. Mm. And that Ethereum is then staked to generate about 4%, you know, return uh, per mm. year. And with those 4%, you keep buying new pieces of land, you see? Mm. Um, so you never actually spend the initial money that you collected through the ICO. You only spend the interest on the, the money. So uh, for somebody that funds the, the ICO, the, the, the one incentive is ultimately, if I'm not doing anything with my Ethereum, I may as well give it to that, um, to that ICO or that corporation mm. because they're not going to touch that, that Ethereum. So my money is not mm. going to lose any value but they're going to buy land with it. And if the community decides to sell that land, then I'll receive the proceeds from the sales, depending on how much I contributed. So mm. if you own like one hundredth of that, that uh, huge corporation, and one, every time a land is, is, is sold, for instance, because people are not interested anymore or whatever, you receive one hundredth of the proceeds of that, the sale. And then there are plenty of other incentives that I was thinking about. Um, <clears throat> But, you know, I'm not going to get into too many technical things. So that it's really at the stage of an idea and a project, but it was really interesting to see the synchronicities as well, because um, I've just had a conversation a week ago with um, one of the um, uh, one of the people that is at the heart of a, a project that's called Seeds. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's, it's a whole community that's uh, built a sort of a, a whole bunch of tools, governance tools and tools for co-creating in a uh, cryptocurrency on the Telos network. Um, and they do all kinds of things, whether it's like managing, like re revitalizing the land. And, and they also, mm. they had exactly the same idea. They call it, instead of collective stewardship, they call it common stewardship, but it's the same, uh, same yeah. principle. It's like, yeah. it's like, you know, taking back the ownership of the land and, and mm. um, you know, like and moving away from this idea to, of private property. And mm. yeah. it's related mm. to uh, real estate and, um, and properties, or is it related to other things as well in, in this sense? So, yeah. So collective stewardship in this sense. So what, I, what the reason I'm mentioning seeds is that ultimately, and, I, and I'll discuss this further with um, Rieki, for instance, is his name. Um, I'll discuss this further with him and his community, but um, the idea would be maybe to leverage the tools that they already have at their disposal because they allow, they have an application, they have tools for collective governance. So uh, for a collective sort of community to make decisions collectively with all kinds of different parameters. I mean, they're, they're very advanced in, mm -hmm. in um, you know, the, the way they were thinking about all these things. So if, if, um, if I could just leverage those tools and, and see if it's how it's compatible with this idea of raising capital, mm. then that yeah. would be that would be amazing. Um, and so the idea is so for me, like the, the reason I'm, I'm talking about this is because um, there's this element of, of tr we're trying to have control or conditionality. You see, uh, in many in many ways, like for instance, people that are scared about climate change and sustainable development, they want to make sure that when people get together, uh, it is for a specific purpose. So you have to like uh, do permaculture on the land or you have to do mm. uh, this or that, or um, mm. my so vision you're... is a bit more, yeah, my vision is a bit more neutral. I, I'm more of like saying, give the people the tools 
to mm. co-create together on this piece of land. And if they transform it into a dump where they just put their waste there, hey, that's their collective mm. decision. But they will then see the link between what they've decided mm. together and the consequence directly. Yes. Whereas what's happening now is that uh, you, you put your, your waste, for instance, goes to third world countries and that's where mm. it stinks, that's where it poses, that's where it's affecting yes. all those people there, but it's not affecting you in, mm. your, com in your community directly yes. you see you know it's kind of hidden mm. this kind of yes. cause and effect is kind of hidden and it's starting of course to be less and less hidden because you know the mm. big garbage patch in the ocean and you see like yes. just you, you see the consequence of the trash even mm. if you're trying to stash it and hide it and put it in third world yes. countries it's still starting to sort of it's in the global in body but, that you spoke about right yes and so the thing is it's really important for me to have this 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 thing is be as neutral as possible because people mm. we can't afford basically to um, skip the learning part, yes. the learning exactly. part or trial yes. and error, you know, of people yes. trying to create something together, and even if it's mm. something that is not necessarily good for the land, mm -hmm. um, at least they'll learn something from it. If you yes. try to frame it too much, then mm -hmm. I mean, to You're me, it's not projecting your own. Uh, yes, I your love your body that, yeah. doesn't. Your, your body doesn't judge it. Like it would, it would feed mm. cancer cells the way, the mm. same way that it feeds any other cell. You see, yes. it just, it's, it's just this unconditional love kind of yes, envelope. Everything allows, allows whatever wants to come through. Yes, exactly. And then you have to have this kind of trust that on mm. a, on a global scale, it will, it will amount to something uh, coherent. Yes. But you're not in control of that. Mm. Yes, so, surrender so the control. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. Exactly. But there's a balance, of course, to be struck. And I'm not saying that projects that have a certain fixed outcome are not uh, shouldn't be part of this because they mm. definitely should. Um, mm. Just like, you know, you have diversity is really uh, what we need right now. That's for sure. But um, I'm just trying to explicit like the way that mm. I, my vision in terms of yeah. the collective stewardship, how I see it and, mm. and maybe how other people see it. And there's mm. room for for all of those kind of solutions. So it shouldn't yes. be either or it should be both really yeah um and then it's up to people to select you know which one they prefer or you know mm -hmm. so it's really important to cultivate that diversity so yes that's also so it'll become a yeah. co-creation and yeah my question was what do you imagine the land being used for but it can be anything uh, whatever yeah, the anything, people like, the owners anything. want to <clears throat> yeah or the community oh. wants to yeah, so ultimately, the way that, that I was envisaging things is um, it's very hard to reach out to citizens anyways. Um, mm. So you have to do it. So a bit of context, I rewind a bit. So we're supposed to be born as a collective global organism. How can that actually manifest on the outside? And there are many mm. ways. Like, for instance, you know, in, in, some, in some countries, what you do in modern uh, Western states, what, what they do typically is they cut the umbilical cord and that's that's it, <laughs> which is a very abrupt transition. And that's that's kind of, you know, when people talk about the Great Reset, everything collapsing, the financial system going bust and all that stuff, that is ultimately the same, it's the same kind mm. of thing. You see, it's, it's abruptly switching from one system to another system, mm. being fed via the placenta, all of your resources, yeah. and then suddenly the baby, well, has to switch to a completely other mm. way of, you know, functioning Existing, another yeah. source of energy, like with the, via the lungs, mm. via the digestive mm. system and milk and all that stuff. And yeah. what happens typically is in the first three or four days, the baby or weeks, even the baby loses about 10% of its body weight because of that abrupt transition from one energy to source to another. Mm. 
Mm. Now, 10% of, of the baby cells, that means that there's an, um, more cells that die than are born, basically. Yeah. Um, take that to the level of humanity. If we're 7 mm. billion, 10% is 700 million people. Mm. Imagine, imagine 700 million people dying. Mm. And I imagine that would be about accurate if like the financial system and the energy grid and all those things sort of collapse because of mm. whatever cataclysm if it happens like this um yeah. then the and and then you have to sort of find new ways of functioning very mm. quickly that will probably be and and don't forget that like for the for the baby like two or three days when you scale that up to our experience as a global collective organism that may be two or three decades you see mm. so time is completely different like nine months in the womb is for us like i don't know twenty thousand years on this planet you know so mm. the time is like you know you have to think about time in a much in a much stretched kind of way so subjectively yes. to the cells of the baby two or three days is the equivalent of 20 20 30 years for us you know as human <laughs> so um so and, and then there are other practices which are very interesting such as lotus birth so lotus birth is you keep the placenta attached and all of the resources can keep flowing from the placenta to the baby. And the baby basically gets rid of the placenta after four or five days once the cord is kind of, you know, dried out and stuff. And what they found in preliminary research is that the transition is much less uh, abrupt and the baby doesn't have that kind of, you know, um, yeah. um, weight loss. Mm. Um, and so that's what I'm trying to do. And so... Um, mm. That's why also I'm trying to... A smoother transition for humanity. Yeah. Exactly. So, so basically, if you think of our governments as the placenta, I'm not the kind of person that would say, screw the governments, let's do our own decentralized autonomous thing because they're the old world and I don't yeah. want them and, and I'll just do my thing and, and uh, you know, and, and it's better and the older system is yeah. bad and so. So my way of doing it is I would reach out to local governments, of course. That's what I'm talking mm. about, this whole thing, and going backwards, and, and trying to do it in partnership with the local governments yeah. that are open okay. to that new kind of idea of experimenting, mm. because they will be facilitating the process. Yes. Um, and also reaching to local organizations. Yes. Exactly, because they also have the possibility to reach the 10,000 people in your city in a much... Um, much greater extent than you as mm. an, an individual driving around and putting little papers mm. in everybody's mailbox Imagine. Yes. they have sort of magazines they have ways of communicating with the, the population that you just don't have and the same with like local uh, local local organizations that um so once we buy a piece of land what what i would do basically is reach out first to local organizations that would love to have an idea that have plenty of ideas well, what they would love to see um, whether it's citizens um, organizations or permaculture or you know uh, organic uh, farming or whatever and the first project to be voted in would be subject uh, would be proposed by these organizations because they already have like mm. an idea of what we want you see yes. and so that would give citizens a kind of a uh, um, um, a preview a preview of, of the potential of this tool for them to, to create and, and, and do things together um, and, and doing it with, with organizations because they're just much more experienced and motivated and then just leave it up to citizens. So if yeah. you have like a piece of land that is, uh, you know, 1000 square square meters, then 100 square meters can be used for organic farming and that's mm -hmm. open to everyone and 
can come contribute to everybody can come and pick those you know fruits or vegetables or whatever mm -hmm. they're growing uh, and and like when people see that they're like oh okay so i can actually ask for a children's playground to be built mm -hmm. or uh a, a, a meeting place for yeah. for us to to meet and organize events um, mm. with other citizens, and um, it will be yeah, like a so voting it, system for the community. Yes, yes, and it's and and built. that's why that's where seeds comes into play because they have all those tools they're mm -hmm. they're developing all those tools and they're making them available um, open source. So it's really a, a really really interesting community. Mm. um instead of tools so that's why I'm, I'm really happy that i met um the, the one of the founders yeah uh yeah and to connect with them so to try and see you know the synergies that can be built between um my my vision for what collective stewardship looks like and and their vision um so that's looking forward to that yeah absolutely yeah so do you uh, imagine this thing built on blockchain or is it the being connected to blockchain in some way or how yeah so absolutely absolutely, the absolutely. So, yes yes the blockchain would be definitely technology behind it the way that mm -hmm. i see it is basically i would love for each of these organizations like each of uh, they're called de decentralized autonomous autonomous organizations in the jargon of the blockchain so you mm -hmm. can imagine every city as a decentralized autonomous organization where if you have a 10,000 citizens living there in that town, they have 10,000 mm. sort of tokens or voting rights mm. on controlling that centralized autonomous organization, the funds that it holds, and each person can submit a proposal. And <clears throat> that decentralized autonomous organization would also hold all the funds that are collected in Euro, in Ethereum, in Bitcoin, and whatever other wow. currency. Um, and they would be really self-managed. So it, it would have nothing to do with what I'm doing, you know, like they could really be completely separate from me. Ideally, mm. what I would prefer is I was telling <laughs> that the corporation would the property titles of the land. What I would like is ultimately for those local decentralized autonomous organizations to to buy those properties back, um, you know, adjusted to inflation. You know, so you have mm. like a very simple sort of calculation of the, the amount of money that you spent to buy that land. And you know, adjusted to inflation, and you just sell sell it back to them for that price. And so they're fully, fully, fully autonomous and and completely outside of your control. Or you know, there's there's just they're also owning the land um, that they're that they're collectively kind of you know mm. uh, building on um, in a in a very democratic and and decentralized way. Because when ten thousand people quote unquote own a land, then nobody mm. really owns it. It's it's really of a yes. common kind of uh, stewardship that's why i call it stewardship yes. yeah. yeah and 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 so ultimately what i would love also then to see is if if like you have 10 or 20 cities that have local daos that, that are completely fully autonomous they make links between each other and they say you know what we have all these ex excess funds let's buy a land for another city that may be there and set up a dao there and then it's just sort of starts rolling you see mm. and uh, more lands can be bought and mm. and it just has lives its life without me you know as the person yeah. uh, the master puppeteer you know controlling everything because i have many yeah. other projects that i want to work on mm. and i don't want to life just on this i just want this exactly. to have a life of its own and then and then yeah. and then grow and, and and expand without me having to be at the helm so so what other projects yeah. are you working on now that you're mentioning so I have a book that's going to be published in French, though, 
um, okay. on you know the whole this whole vision of the uh, the relationship between inside and outside. So mm-hmm. to give a sort of a frame to what we're experiencing, you know, talking about the future of the financial system, the internet, artificial intelligence, the stuff that we talked about, plus going mm-hmm. a bit more into depth. Um, And the main main purpose is for, well, first of all, for humanity to stop hating itself, because Mm. that's one of the biggest problems, I think, is that we look at our past and we're there, you know, like saying, oh, we were so bad, this was horrible, we did these horrible things and all that stuff. But ultimately, Mm. if you see it as just a a misfortunate or or, um, uh, sort of replication on the outside of things that we Mm. didn't really understand about ourselves on the inside, then all of this growth is kind of flawless if you think about it in a way. Um, And once you see it that way and you see it as a natural sort of evolution and growth, Mm. you stop Mm. fighting past and that really frees you and liberates you in terms of your imagination to build something new. Um, So that's one of the purposes. Um, I have two children's books also (laughs) that I'm working on right now that are being illustrated. I've, I've drafted them. It's about, hopefully they'll be in English as well, because I, I can translate them myself, but uh, you know, a 300 page book is something mm. that I wouldn't have the time to translate. <laughs> but they would be about, about spirituality for, for kids, mm, you know, to wow, sort of really... have, you have, have a, yeah, like, sort, yeah, I have, I have two children now. Mm. Uh, the, the oldest one is like turning five soon. And so I'm thinking, mm. you know, how, how can you start talking about, you know, God and spirituality in a different way than, than the way that it's been depicted in, in the Bible or, you know, exactly. that, that is less mystifying and, and more yeah. sort of intuitive for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And also comes more natural to children because they still have that sort of, they still live more in a, this intuitive, spiritual way. They're more connected to source as they come, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So that's mm-hmm. things that I'm working on. Um, I have this, this <laughs> consultancy that I've created where I try to make the link between uh, things like blockchain and, and spirituality and how it sort of mm-hmm. ties all together. So I've created yeah. um, a five five part uh, modules uh, training, um, okay. you know, just to for people to to, mm. to understand blockchain, understand what the money is, what, mm. how, how the financial system works. And mm. what 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 it entails for the future, you know. So mm. and the spiritual um, concepts behind it. Yes, exactly. So mm. uh, that's the last module. So it's like five modules. It's like understanding money and blockchain, yes. uh, understanding the financial system and economics, mm. how it works. Uh, you know yes. why blockchain is so important today. Then mm. looking at the different crypto uh, assets that exist, you know, mm. and the different ones. Like what's the purpose. The fourth one is how to invest, like the practical things, like opening mm. up an account on an exchange platform and all that wow. stuff. And the fifth is one is tying it all together. Or is it for this corporations? Is, yeah, it's for anyone. It's for anyone for that anyone. wants a sort of a, a huge, like a bigger frame on this whole topic and mm. understanding it in a broader context, like why blockchain is important, how it works, okay. how to invest in it. And also this, this spiritual dimension that mm. it's not just about profit profits and making exactly. money but it's it's part of a larger kind of evolution uh, mm. for the financial system and and then and with that consultancy service i mean i'll, I'll give i'll send you the link as well you can maybe mm. link it in the video it's called human humanity like it's a play on words like you have you as you uh, yes. instead of like humanity and then at the end it starts with it stops with et you know like et like extraterrestrial yes. because it's, <laughs> So it's humanity.life and there I have, I'm trying to sort of have, um, to build a lot of different um, tools 
mm. trainings and all that stuff to yes. to facilitate this transition from yeah. you know, for humanity moving from one paradigm to another paradigm mm. and sort of understanding have a new yes. vision for reality so there's, there's plenty of things i'm working on in parallel yeah. it takes a lot of and, time but and bridging um economy and finance with spirituality is a huge uh, absolutely huge topic. so yeah it's uh, yeah 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 for sure yeah yeah yeah. also compose music on the side so it's like yeah. one of my hobbies still doing that so that's what also type of music part of my that? what type of gender gender so yeah so i i mostly love classical music but uh, right now I'm, I'm especially composing music for video games interactive music for video games okay. so that's one of my hobbies mm. so yeah very very busy life but uh, you know <laughs> with it's, family it's very, music, very, uh, yeah a reflex, yes yeah. trying to that's reconcile true. everything so, yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Last, I want to ask you, where can people find you? I will make sure to link in the description. Yeah. So basically, um, the best thing is I'll send you a link to a website that I created on, in, under my own name. So it's martinschmalsweet.com because ultimately mm -hmm. we're all multidimensional human beings. You know, we all do a million things. And, you know, before everybody was like sort of chopping things up and compartmentalizing things. And I'm doing this yes. here in this corner and, and so yeah. I try to create a website which which brings together all of my activities to say, okay, mm. I, I do this. I do, I do political blogging and spiritual talk and, yeah. and uh, I write books, I do music. Mm. And so, you know, if you go on that website, then you have quick access to other websites where it's... Yeah. it's um, Better find anything. It's, it's, so it's all, all of my work is centralized there. And so it's easier to find me via that portal. That's perfect. All right. Yeah. Is there anything more you want to share before we wrap up? No, this was great. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Julie. Thank you so, so much. And I talk to you too. Perfect. Thank you very perfect. much. Thank you so much. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye.